before we get into today's episode, we just want to take a moment to acknowledge the tragic accident yesterday involving six people that were killed among the Tuscarawas Valley High School area. Our deepest condolences and sympathies go out to those affected as well as their families. And welcome on into another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. It's Mitch Spinella and Mitchell Bally here to give you the latest of what's going on in the sporting world. Mitch, happy Victory Wednesday, you fake, you phony. I saw the tweets during the first half of that game Sunday, and you had to come full around once the once the Browns did as well. Hey, man, I just did what I needed to do to fire up Deshaun Watson because we know that he's on his phone a lot. We know a lot of Browns players are. They probably saw my tweets at halftime, and then guess who played a perfect second half? Deshaun Watson, you're welcome, Cleveland. I saved us, the Browns, probably with the most improbable victory that I can remember. I, I mean, you you can't sit here and tell me you didn't think right away. Oh, here we go again. Oh, this is over. Well, we'll definitely like, get it. We'll definitely get into it later on in the show. But if you want to follow Mitch for more inspiring tweets uh, or me as well for just uh, random nonsense, you can follow us at Mitch Spinell and at Mitchell Bella, as well as at Big Time Sports Ohio, pretty much everywhere else at BTS Ohio on Twitter. You can also find us on our website, BigTimeSportsOhio.com and all the, the podcasting platforms we're on Apple and Spotify and here on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, so we have the first topic of discussion today, Mitch. I mean, it, we, we continue on this road in the OHSAA playoffs, and we do have an announcement for big-time sports. This coming Friday night over in Zanesville, you will see BTS at the Garraway Pirates regional final matchup against West Jefferson in the Division Six playoffs. This is a, a big matchup for the Pirates. Coach Jason Wallach's squad finally trying to break through and get to the state round. They're taking on a West Jefferson team that has played some very good competition here over the last couple of weeks. So we will see the Pirates taking on West Jeff later on this week. That is our only game so far on the slate for Big Time Sports' broadcasting schedule. Go to BigTimeSportsOhio.com to find all of our uh, information on that and your local listings. So, I mean, Mitch, you want to talk about some of the matchups here this week. Going back to last Friday, where we had a number of teams surviving in these playoffs, some of them winning pretty big. The games that we were at were were interesting, to say the least. I don't know if necessarily they were the, the closest games, because the one I was at, Kind of broke through in the second half, and even though they got to a big lead in the first. Uh, we also wanted to talk about the game that uh, we'll get to back here in a second, but this game between Canton South and uh, and, and this match and uh, West Branch was one I was not expecting the way it finished because the Wildcats and the Warriors had both averaged over 40 points per game. Both teams kind of struggled on defense this year, but it kind of goes with the territory of great offense. Kansas put up the points and otherwise from a couple of plays from West Branch, a couple big plays, the Wildcats finally breaking through and making it to the regional finals with under this current reign. I mean, this is a this is, you could feel the big victory on Friday night, Mitch. If you were over there at Louisville, the Wildcats faithful knew they had finally done something special. I They've definitely done something special, but Mitch, you and I were texting Friday night. Obviously, you and I had our respective games, and you were sending me score updates, and the more you kept sending, the more I was getting 
surprised because we expected this game to be very close. We expected, maybe not you and I specifically, but there was a number of people who actually expected West Branch to be the team to beat in that game. I, I mean, coming into it with how the offense had moved the ball. But sometimes, and I mentioned this last week, the t- the best opponent or not always the championship game. Like you have one game somewhere in a run. Sometimes it gives you a scare and it's very possible. Canton South had that already when they took on Bookdol a few, a couple weeks ago, they scraped by 27 to 26. I mean, everything back and forth against a very talented team. And they came out and they made West branch look like a team that shouldn't have been in this round. And that's credit to, to Canton South because they played an exceptional game. Poochie Snyder, Mitch, what can you say about him? I mean, this season he's thrown for 3,307 yards. He's rushed for 1,514, and he has had a hand in 54 touchdowns this season. He has now also broken two Stark County career records, and he has at least one more game to go. And if Poochie Snyder knows he doesn't want this to be his last game, he's trying to win three more games. And Canton South's trying to cap a perfect season. It won't ever be easy. Steve in the playoffs, but Mitch, it's hard to think right now that with how Canton South is playing and, and just how you got to watch them when you were calling that game with Dave Sheets on big time sports last week, do they not almost, I don't want to put the title on them, but have it clicking. I know, but they have it clicking at the right time. And it almost just looks like, Hey, doesn't matter. We're going to get this done one way or another. I don't want to say team of destiny, but that's almost where you're kind of getting at here with how they're playing and how they're winning ball games right now. Well, the top seeded Wildcats are definitely going to have a, a, a test on them because it's a six seeded Struthers team. Now, Struthers didn't put up the points that Canton South did in their regional semifinal matchup against Menorlay Catholic, but they use a trick play, a double reversal uh, in the final seconds of their matchup to score the game winning touchdown and pull out a 28 to 25 victory over in Burton. Now both teams are traveling to Talmadge to uh, to play in this regional final game. And we'll see how the Wildcats defense can hold up here because there were a number of points in the West Branch matchup where the rushing defense for Kent South was excellent. They were able to stifle Boston Malinux behind the line. They didn't let Bo Alizos get any, make any crazy plays until later on in the second quarter because we talked about the Warriors. There was just a handful of big touchdowns that the Warriors are able to break through on one before halftime as Alizos found Jeremiah Thomas for a 61-yarder. Then in the second half, it was a 37-yarder to Joey Jackson, and then there was an 18-yarder to Malinix that didn't look like a completed pass at first, and it took the referees a few seconds to make that call that cut the lead down to 12 in the final quarter. So you're wondering if West Branch could get on a run here, make a couple of stops, they could they get this victory? And then Rome Cox uh, broke through for a 29-yard touchdown run. That kid... Didn't have a bunch of big runs on Friday night until that, but he had a number of uh, runs up the middle that kept moving the Canton South defense. That's a six foot, 225 pound dude. So he can move and he can move a defensive line. So, you know, give South a lot of credit on that. We talked about Snyder breaking the all time uh, Stark County career passing touchdown record, taking another record from Cameron Blair of Sandy Valley. Uh, So Snyder putting his name in the books again. And uh, yeah, I mean, Tavon Castle having a big game. Canton South really has the, the, the tangibles to 
make a run here, if they get to the state tournament, they, they're as much of a contender as anybody else. What I'm interested in seeing is what the matchup would be once they get to the final four, because you talked about this before we started filming today, and I still need to get myself informed on it. This They finally released the matchups for each potential yes. regional winner. They did. And so on the OHSAA.org website uh, yesterday, the OHSA released the football state semifinal bracket pairings. Up until this point, it was all a guess. Nobody really knew. And so now we have them released for every single division. So because we're talking about Canton South, Mitch, let's start there. Canton South is in Division 4, Region 13. They play, like we just mentioned, Struthers this week. The winner of Region 13 will take on the winner of Region 14 at a site to be determined on yes. Friday, November 24th. That will either be Sandusky-Perkins or Cleveland-Glenville. That game is taking place this week at Elyria Mercy Field at Eli Stadium. So Region 13 versus Region 14 in Division 4 state semifinals, and then 15 versus 16, which is Steubenville and Thornville-Sheridan. That is being played at New Philly this week. And then Region 16 is the Southern Region. That's Kettering archbishop Alter versus Cincinnati-Wyoming. So of those eight teams, four of those teams are going to advance to the state semifinals after this Friday, Mitch. We, and we, uh, yeah, we we know we're Canton South, who they would possibly be playing should they get past uh, Struthers. We have a couple of connections in this whole division four bracket. Number one, New Philadelphia is going to host uh, the Big Red, who ended up beating Indian Valley 42 to 35. The Braves were a 13 seed going up against the number one team in the region. And we're down and the Braves were down 42 to 21 at one point, but they scored a couple of late touchdowns, weren't able to convert on the onside kick at the end. So Steubenville able to get a victory. Uh, Reno Sakachia's squad moving on. They will take on, as you mentioned, Struthers. Uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup there. The region 14 final between top seeded Perkins and second seeded Glenville. I mean, they're, they're both getting coming off wins against good teams. Perkins beat Millersburg West Holmes 38 to 21 over in Marion Harding. Uh, Glenville scored 50 points against Shelby uh, 50 to 14 over in Elyria. So these are two teams that we know can score. They'll beat up on each other this coming Friday. And then I don't know, once you get to see uh, South in that potential matchup, if they move on in the regional final, who knows what will happen uh, in, in a potential state semifinal matchup at a site to be determined. Uh, we had the other game uh, down over in Dover, which is very rare. Again, we get these Stark teams coming into Tuscaroras, uh, going over to the Brick House. And Green, the Bulldogs, standing strong on defense, making a couple of big plays, and the Bulldogs are back in the regional finals, making a 10 nothing win over... Uh, Canal Winchester. I mean, this was a team that didn't put a lot of points on the board. There was just one touchdown on the opening drive. They got a field goal in the third quarter, but they didn't let this Winchester team, who had kind of struggled on offense here in the tournament a little bit, they didn't let them get in the end zone. They didn't let them get a point. And this is what I think is going to catch a lot of people people's attention going into the regional final matchup, which is a Stark County-based game. Not federal league game, but Stark County-based game between the Bulldogs and the top-seeded Massillon Washington Tigers because the gap was the game you were at. The Tigers, they they won. They won big. They, they won. They did. But emphasis on that, 
there was a bit of a scare from what I from what I heard from you. They won, Mitch, but they were sleepwalking to start the game. There, there is no if, ands, or buts about it. And if you are a Maslin fan and you're offended by that, then tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. Six nothing at the end of the first quarter, Lake leading. Not to mention, Mitch, the very first play of the game should have been a walking touchdown for Maslin. The wide receiver dropped it wide open. It was like I was watching the Cleveland Browns of 2021 with Joe Woods defense where guys were wide open in the secondary with no one 20 yards around them. And it was a drop. And it was almost like at that moment, I don't want to say Lake said or thought they dodged a bullet, but it was almost like at that moment, Lake kind of was like, oh, hey, let's go. Let's do something here. Sophomore, well, now junior, excuse me, quarterback uh, Noah Kaboski splits time with Caleb Jarvis, the other quarterback for Lake, comes off, runs onto the field. Mitch, I've been lucky to cover Lake. I believe this is my fourth or fifth game this year and probably at least double-digit game in the last two seasons. I really enjoy covering this team and head coach Dan George. He is a phenomenal coach to be able to speak to before the game. Anytime though, the quarterbacks are switching. Usually it's for one or the other type of play, a run or a pass. And this year it's been Kale Jarvis running. And anytime Noah Kaboski came in, it was to pass the ball. Well, Maslin didn't get that memo. Another reason why they were probably sleepwalking in the first quarter, because not only did Noah Kaboski come in, he threw an absolute dime down the field, 40 ish plus yards to a wide open receiver who scampered into the end zone. Just like that. It was six, nothing Lake. And not only was it six, nothing Lake, but you could almost feel the, the Maslin fans almost just like, Whoa, like you, you hear those roars in the crowd and then it just goes hush. It was kind of like that. They were just like, wait, what just happened? This lake, this lake offense isn't good. Right. You know, just like everyone said, it's the late defense, late defense, late defense, but we just let them score. But then they got right back in it. They blocked the extra point. Next thing you know, it's six, nothing after one though. And Lake is hanging around and hanging around. They get it to third and goal and they try to get a stop and Maslin just gets in inside the one to score. But Mitch, it all turned with about eight seconds to go in the first half. And this quarterback that Maslin has, I don't know if you've heard of him to one Owens. Special player did a special play. And I'm watching this live. I'm on the Masson sideline near side end zone, uh, which is the one going towards Hoover high school towards the baseball field. I, I'm not sure which East Southwest doesn't matter. And he rolls out eight seconds left in that clock. And they're probably within five yards of field goal range. So I'm thinking, Oh, he's going to run it quick and try to pick up first down. Well, he doesn't, he stops. And you're thinking, Oh my gosh, what's he doing? And he launches a ball to the end zone that I thought had a 0% chance of being caught. If you watch Monday Night Football against the Bills and the Broncos, there was the play that Russell Wilson had to, was it Marvin Mims? Or I might be. Oh, no, 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 no. That was Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. Sorry. It was like a 3.34% catch probability, which actually is now the lowest catch probability a player has had in the NFL since next gen stats came in. Uh, Mitch, I want to have. And I'm not joking. I want to say this is probably has to be lower than that because it was an over the shoulder catch in the back of the end zone that now it's high school. You only have to get one foot down that the receiver got a toe down inbounds to make the catch. And with one second remaining, just like that, it was 14 to six. Lake goes in the locker room, comes out, they go three and out. And at that point, Maslin had all the momentum and Maslin could not be stopped. And that's how you get 35, six. But as much as you want to put emphasis on how the game started, 
And you have to give, you can't just say mass and subwalk because Lake took advantage of it. Right. And I don't want to take anything away from Lake because they played very tough. It's a tough team to play. They're the number one team in division two, Mitch. They beat St. Ed's who's the number one team in division one. It's not like this is just some, Oh, team that's just hot at the right time. No, they've been number one in the state all year. Lake played them tough. It was a much better game than what you and I witnessed last year. At the same time, I think what you and I witnessed last year was also due to the conditions of that field that we were on, right. where it was practically a sheet of ice. Um, but now you move forward to this Friday. And I don't want to talk about, I don't want to preview it too much because we need to preview it again yeah, later yeah. on game day. But are you ready? Because I'm I'm fired up for this one. Because this is now the second time in three seasons that Masson and Green are going to meet in the regional final. Green is the only team in recent memory, at least in the past six years, I believe it could be closer to nine, from Stark County to beat the Masson Tigers. And it was in the regional championship game, I believe, all the way back at Mansfield, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's where the game was played. And Green is just playing their best football at the right time. That's why this game is so intriguing to me, Mitch, because you have this top team in Maslin, and there's no, there's nothing I'm taking away from them. I think Coach Moore would tell you they were sleepwalking in the first quarter of that game against Lake. I think most of those players would tell you that, and that's why it's like if anybody tells you they weren't, they obviously weren't watching the game. You have this top team, and you have this other team that's getting hot at the right time. They're playing their best style of football. They won 10 nothing. That's a gritty win against a team that you and I talked about, Canal Winchester, that runs the ball so well they couldn't run it. And they're coming back together now for the second time in three years. And head coach Nate Moore is going to have his Tigers ready. Head coach Mark Geis is going to have his Bulldogs ready. It's going to be a black and orange fest at North Canton Memorial Stadium on Friday night. Both Hoover being black and that's the field they're playing at Maslin and green, both being orange and black. I mean, it's, it's going to be a sold out crowd. It, it's going to be a tremendous atmosphere. Uh, my only wish is that they could play somewhere that's bigger. Cause I do think you'd have more fans that could come, but uh, at the same time, you know, these schools have to be willing to host teams. And so kudos to Hoover for hosting these, these teams in the last two rounds. It's, that's very big of them. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I really am. There's going to be playmakers all over the field. There's going to be plays, and these coaches are going to have the best game plan possible for their team to advance to go to the final four. And whew, I'm excited as you should be. We'll definitely get into those matchups later on in the week as we get closer and closer to Friday night. Hey, Star County, it's your friends from the local board of mental health and addiction recovery. And we have a challenge for you. We're asking you to create a new habit and check in on someone every day. Nothing fancy, just a simple text, phone call, or note on social media to ask someone how they're doing. You don't have to be a professional. You just have to ask and then listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Text 4HOPE to 741-741 anytime, day or night, or dial 988. Brought to you by Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level eight. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, 
you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you matter. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partner with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Happy Sardiversary with Sarda Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional. Just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. All right, let's go to the other side here. I'll, 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 take, I'll take back what I said about you being a fake fan because that was a game in which you felt like the other shoe was about to drop throughout the entire second half on Sunday, especially when you get the game-breaking play. Greg Newsom. Getting that interception to get you back in it, then they miss the extra point. And you're thinking, oh, it's like what happened last year with the Jets. And 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 this is where I think this is where I think part of the national stage is really starting to take notice now of the Cleveland Browns. Because it could have been so easy to pack it in after that opening pick six, like in the Pittsburgh game. It could have been so easy. To have all those penalties, all those mistakes, all those fumbled punts, just let it eat you alive. This Browns team didn't let that happen. This Browns team made stops. This Browns team got down the field when they needed to. This Browns team walked out of Baltimore with a two-point victory in a game which I don't think many, I don't even know if many Browns fans were expecting them to be able to compete with this Baltimore team that some were considering the best in the NFL and some will still consider them the, among the best. But now we're not only just fighting for a playoff spot, we're coming for the whole effing thing. And it feels good. It feels good to get this feeling of we're finally putting it together. The way that game started feel like felt like same old Browns, right? 14 nothing, then you're down 15 at one point. And you're just looking around. You're like, who's gonna step up? Right. What there's other times, Mitch, in games like that where it's just been like, all right, you know what? Let's give the ball to 24. Let's see if he can get a goal. You don't have that luxury this year. But dare I say you do have a number four that you can lean on? Deshaun Watson played a horrible first half. He did. 
Deshaun Watson played his best half of football as a Cleveland Brown, though, in the second half. And it's not even debatable. He has the one of the top three highest pass ratings for qualifying quarterbacks in the fourth quarter this year. Uh, he trails, I believe, in yards only C.J. Stroud, which, I mean, my gosh, that guy is balling right now. Uh, that's We'll talk about him later. There's something about this team that I think people are starting to feel, both national and us, right? Typical Browns fan, always fanning scared, always worried, always thinking the worst. That's it is different. Now I'm over here. I'm still nervous about this Sunday, right? I'm still nervous about the Steelers because for some reason it's never easy against this team, but damn it, Mitch, I am ready to prove they're the luckiest team in the NFL one way or another. Okay. I'm ready to come out and absolutely blow them out or I'm ready to come out and lose on some fluke type crap because that'll just show everybody how, how are one win away and a potential Ravens loss this week away from being first place in the AFC North. When is the last time we've had that opportunity through 11 weeks? I don't, I don't know if it's ever happened for us since they've been back in 99. Cause think about it. 2020, we won, we won, got a wild card spot. We didn't win the division. Really our division hopes were slashed as soon as we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, that first game we played them that year. Right. I mean, it's it's very interesting, but what I will say is I'm trying to pull it up right here. If the Browns beat the Steelers and the Bengals beat the Ravens, Browns will be first in the AFC North. I want another crazier thing, though, Mitch, is we can do better than that. Because if the Browns beat the Steelers, the Bengals beat the Ravens, the and the Eagles beat the Chiefs, the Cleveland Browns will be tied for first place in the AFC. Not the AFC North, not a wild card. The Cleveland Browns will be on that graphic that you see on social media every week about the updated playoff picture as the potential number one or two seed. When Nick Chubb went down in week two, did you even think that was possible? Because I sure didn't. I thought this team was done for. And it's hard to not, uh, I can't really blame myself for thinking that. But all of a sudden, you look at some of these wins. The defense is, in fact, legit, right? We know that now. You look at some of these wins. You look how Thor is playing all of a sudden. You look at some of these other players stepping up. And I think the turning point in that Baltimore Ravens game, Mitch, was one of two plays. David Njoku catching that little pass and then getting hit and driving defenders for 14-plus yards. Yeah. The entire Cleveland Browns pushing Jerome Ford. And I don't know if you saw this. He was physically picked up in that pile. If you go back and you watch Jerome Ford's run where the entire Browns come to push him and you watch the feet, you will see his feet leave the ground at some point. And you just see these little two feet hanging in the pile as the pile continues to move. That's Jerome Ford. One of those two plays, I think, really showed like, hey, we're going to out-physical you. We're going to hit you hard. And then we're going to keep coming and hitting you. And you're not going to stop us. And the other thing is when Dustin Hopkins missed that extra point, the attitude Every yeah. player had on that sideline. We have never seen that before. Maybe with Phil Dawson, but here's the here's the kicker, Mitch. No pun intended. Yeah. Our, our defense sucked when we had Phil Dawson. Okay. No, we did we didn't have playmakers that could say, hey, Phil, don't worry. We're gonna get you another one. This team does. And they told Dustin Hopkins, don't worry about it, buddy. We're gonna get you back. You're gonna win the game for us. And he delivered. It 
this team's come together all of a sudden. And I'm a Browns fan. I still don't like to get too excited or too optimistic. So I'm still holding myself in, but this is the week that I'm, I've been most nervous about all year. And I think it's going to really tell us, did we lose to the Steelers the first time because the Nick Chubb injury, which I think is what really happened, how deflating that was, or did we lose because the Steelers might just be good? They're not, they're not good. That That's why I'm not nervous about this game. I, it, this is going to be a great matchup for two teams that are fighting for second place, potentially first place in the division. And because we know, we we figure, I should say, that the Steelers are kind of winning these games based on sheer determination and game-breaking defensive moments, we can hang with this offense. They're not going to put up uh, 40-some points against us, most likely. They're not going to, you know trench walk us at, at, with their defense le- holding us to a hundred some yards like we did against the Cardinals. This is a winnable game. And even if you don't win, Hey, you're still what seven and four. That's still really good. This is a, this is a good Browns team right now. This is a competitive Browns team that once you get past this uh, game, you're passed through most of your divisional matchups. The only matchup you have the rest of the year against in division is Cincinnati in January. Uh, breaking news. What we got? Let's hear it. Uh, we might want to walk back what we just said about this game on Sunday. R- really? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I think I know what you're about to say, but let's hear it. <clears throat> um, Yeah, this is legit from Adam Schefter, the Cleveland Browns, and I just got the notification. Deshaun Watson will undergo season-ending surgery. Whoa! What would we do with the... What did... Huh? Did, did. Okay. Now, it is Wednesday. There is a th- such a thing as Monday morning quarterbacking a situation. And knowing what we know now, um, I mean, look, things just got, things change. Things can change on a dime. Things can change on a whim. Things have changed now in this match of going into Pittsburgh. And from what it seems, the rest of the year, that was not what I was expecting because there were some reports that saying, well, could Deshaun maybe even miss this game because there were reports of him being in the walking boot after the game. There was some poor reports of him being in pain and wow, that is, that is surprising. Goes to show you a lot of the stuff in house. We probably don't know about just as fans or pundits of the sport. And, 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 and I am, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I'm not just, dis- I mean, I'm disappointed, but I'm not like downtrodden. Like, Oh, the season's over. It's going to get harder, but that's the way it is. I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> I mean, like this is, I thought this was some sick joke at first. And then I just kept seeing it. I mean, wow. This is, you know what this is? This is the first time we've ever been kind of, struck with silence here on the big time sports podcast show we've never had like a lot of breaking news while we do this as a supernova is about to come in through my window but it really is just sort of uh something to be like yeah 
your starting quarterback and your starting running back are out this week. It's going to be a tough one, but on this, on the bright side, at least the, the level of talent, level of talent, I'm not saying level of production, not saying uh, level of them as people, the level of talent will be closer now to the level that Kenny, we believe Kenny Pickett is at. It'll go from here to here. So we'll have the two matchups here. We know that PJ Walker is probably not, he's not better than Kenny Pickett, but, he can There's compete no with him. Line. He can compete with him. He can compete with this Browns team. We've seen him make a couple of starts this year and and, and be capable to lead two go-ahead drives downfield. Um, yeah, Steelers get a bit of a break, and that's not and that's no slight to them, but it kind of is. This is this is the luckiest team in the NFL. We're just gonna say that. I'll just they say are. it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy enjoy your ten and seven team Steelers. Enjoy your first round blowout and your twenty uh, first pick in the first round. Enjoy that. Now I know I'm coping. I know I'm coping a little bit. I'm. I literally just. I'm. I'm so, <laughs> so upset right now. <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right. Um. Yeah, we can continue talking about this. We can continue. We can go into other things. I mean, it really is just kind of surprising to see this kind of develop in real time i mean yeah yeah i got i gotta notify some people that i mean i know they're talking about it right now but yeah they already got onto it so <laughs> yeah hey we'll see what happens i'm gonna be busy sunday from the hours from one to four <laughs> Oh boy. And I gotta, and I gotta, we gotta work the game next week. And then, you know, I mean, look, we'll look at these matchups that they have coming up here for, uh, for the rest of the season. This week's game is going to get significantly harder. Now I'm wondering if they actually change the line in real time as we were talking about this. I want to see what the odds are. I mean, here. as we're recording this, Mitch, I'm sure you as well. Our phones are blowing up with people, mm-hmm. and the the first claim is we have to go sign somebody. Who do you want to sign? You can't. You can't. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's you a three. Sign Nick Foles. I don't uh, trade for Jacoby from you, Washington. You I can't trade. Trade deadline. No, up. you can't trade. That's right. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. It, it's. It's hard news, man. This is the hardest uh, team has lost its quarterback since A-Rod and the Jets in week one. I mean, the Browns are at three and a half points now. That's going to change, at least according to the line I'm seeing. Um, yeah. Wait, at- week 10, uh, we appeared in Big Cat's uh, Super Bowl contenders. We did. Uh, graphic. So the first time, I believe. Savor that. Probably won't yeah. happen again. We're cursed. This franchise at is Den- cursed. I hate it. Here. I'm done. And then at Denver, they're not. They're getting better. Russell Wilson's actually having a good season. They just beat the Bills. I mean, that Bills loss felt like what a Browns loss would feel like in the past. I mean, that was absurd. At Rams uh, versus Jacksonville. I mean, uh, Josh Jacksonville. Uh, boy, that we're looking back on that now. And Josh Dobbs is becoming one of the most liked players in the league because of the way he's been kind of swapped around so much. Um. Yeah, I, looking back, I still would make that trade because of where we thought DTR could be. I understand he was going up against garbage men in, in the preseason, but I would have rather had a guy that you can develop over a couple of years rather than 
the journeyman, even though the journeyman's getting a, his first legitimate shot in a system that I think can benefit him. And give him credit, he had to adjust that system pretty quickly on Sunday uh, for the Vikings. So, I don't know. Chicago, all right. Houston, they're better. Houston's a legit team now. I, Houston got people's uh, uh, attention on Sunday when they beat Cincinnati, which helped us a lot. Uh, New York Jets, who knows if Rodgers will be back for that one. And then Cincinnati, yeah, we're, we're probably going – I think we get maybe three wins out of this because because it's so it, your your offense is just so depleted now that it's going to be really hard to put up maybe 20 points per game. That's where we are. Your, your best offense at this point is going to be your defense. Yeah. You, Denzel, I hope you get healthy. Greg, hope you have another couple pick six in you. Miles, I would love a couple more strip sacks. Darius and Dalvin Tomlinson, you're – Yes, please. Uh, Taki Taki. I know you had a pick six in 2020. I'd love to have that again and then be able to play the song Taki Taki the next day on repeat. Um, yeah, no, I'm this is this sucks straight up. This sucks. I've never this is why I hate being a Browns fan. This is why I can't get too optimistic after wins and I can't get too low after loss. This is just. It, it's not even believable. It's unexpected. Like, I, he suffered it in the first half and played through it in the second half. Alerted the, the staff after the game of a new discomfort in his shoulder. They had an MRI and immediately he met with Brown's head physician, James Voos, at University Hospital's Medical Center. And they determined the injury will require immediate surgical repair to avoid further structural damage. Yes, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. All right. I miss Baker. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop it. At least, Baker, at least Baker's wasn't his throwing shoulder. Okay, but the but the, it affected him even worse than what Deshaun was looking like in those couple. Well, actually, no, because of this Indianapolis game. No, don't say that. I mean, I'm 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 looking through these numbers as we speak here. I'm not I'm not going to go back to this. You're going to look at uh, a guy who's got 2,100 passing yards right now. 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. I know Deshaun's still not doing – didn't have the greatest numbers either, but 64% completion percentage, sacked 16 times, which, you know, it's you're guaranteed that at least once or twice a game on the average. I I, I don't need it. I don't miss it. As, as, as much as I hope for him to do well in, with other teams, I don't miss it. And we kind of have to kind of regroup next year and see if this is going to be – See if this is going to be the team. Did you, but say, did you say next year? Well, because we'll oh. try to re regroup some of the guys. Because this year seems like it's a wash now. I mean, we, it looked like this team could still at least compete for a spot in the AFC playoffs. And I think they could maybe sneak in, but it's not going to be like a competitive spot if we get it. it it'd be like what we were talking about with the Steelers. You get a seven seed, you get blown out in the first round, and then you pick low in the first round of the draft, which we can't because we don't have a pick. Because we traded it for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's our that's our live reaction, folks. Now you just saw two men kind of get a little deflated on a sports podcast. Deflated. To... This is like this is worse than me having a 10-leg parlay and the last leg missing by a point. I'll, I'll odds are I only put a dollar on that parlay. 
I'll take your word for it. I uh, I don't know any of the jargon that you're speaking right now, but uh, yesterday you could have bet the Browns at plus money to miss the playoffs, and I should have taken it because you didn't now- know. You didn't know we were riding high off that victory, man. Oh, uh, riding high, but I was getting too optimistic, which I can never do as a Browns fan. <laughs> this is why I can never be optimistic with this team. <sighs> yep, that's where we are. I got. I got a. I know this is going long, but I got a tweet. I'll do it after the show, but really, really, we got to move on. We got to move on from this because we got to move on from this because this is, uh, this is getting us down. Vive Auto Sales located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website, albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. 
Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder, a simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Um. Well, you, well, you got what you wanted. Ohio State's no longer the number one team in the country, which is nice for you, I guess. <laughs> I didn't ask for all this today. I did. This, it really this. didn't. And, and to be fair, the Ohio State thing, I'm fine with. I'm not saying like, oh, like how could they? How could they possibly move us down? We beat an unranked team. Georgia beat a ranked team. And 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 the styles were pretty similar. Georgia blew out Ole Miss. Ohio State blew out Michigan State pretty much in the first half. It was on autopilot in the second half. So if you're going to put Georgia there, I'm fine with it. Georgia's kind of been the consensus number one team over the last two seasons. Um, sure, they're, pl- they're playing against better overall conference uh, talent. But Ohio State's still up there. Ohio State's still got a capable offense and a really good defense that makes me feel good about this week against Minnesota and makes me feel better about what's going on in Michigan, which again, we'll talk about what happened there because the whole thing, I mean, everyone said it to death now. Oh, Jim Harbaugh is still alive, whatever, but it's crazy how kind of like overcooked that felt, you know? At this point, to hell with Michigan. I hope they get the permanent ban. At this point, I'm happy Ohio State is no longer number one. Uh, it was only going to be a matter of time. As soon as you saw that Georgia was playing a ranked team, you knew that the committee wants the number one. At the same time, I think this also tells you the committee doesn't want Ohio State Michigan playing each other for the second time this year. Assuming that if if Michigan would have been a two or th- a two seed or three seed and Ohio State's the one, you probably would have assumed as long as it's a close game, the winner goes to goes to one, the loser goes to three or four. Uh, almost, you can pretty much guarantee that now with the loser of that game of the game and here in two weeks is going to be out of uh, contention completely of the college football playoff. But I mean, listen, Kyle McCord played his best game this past week. I think from start to finish, he played his best game. I think his best moment was the drive against Notre Dame this, this year. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., if he is not in New York for the Heisen Trophy presentation, then it is the biggest uh Travesty to happen in college football this year. You want to take the best players. He is the best player in college football this year. I'm not saying he needs to win it because he's a wide receiver. It's very hard for wide receivers to win it. I understand that. But if he is not there, that is college football dropped the ball. The voters dropped the ball. Anybody that has a vote that can send people there, it need to be investigated immediately for not putting the best players there in a spot to succeed. Okay. That part's over because he should be there regardless. Yeah, there were some people saying that Michigan should have jumped Ohio State as well because they beat Penn State this week. And to be fair, like it's a ranked team, yes, but I I would say Ohio State played better against Penn State than Michigan did. Michigan didn't throw the ball after the second midway through the second quarter, which is crazy. Yeah, no, they they didn't. Uh, That's such a BS thing. Okay, cool. Guess what? You know why they're still behind Ohio State? Because Ohio State has two top ten wins at the time. Michigan has one ranked win altogether. And but, and they and, and they beat the team that we kind of exposed as not that this is not the team to usurp Ohio State and Michigan. The passing game's still not there. The offense in general just still kind of struggles. Pen, defense is still solid, but Drew Lars got to grow a little bit before he can compete with these oh, he, big boys. And listen, I know he's at a Big Ten rival school. I will never actively root for him to be successful against Ohio State, but um, he he looks very overmatched right now, and that's just putting it nicely. He. 
And, and Mitch, I don't know if it's fair to put it all on him because no. there's been one constant right now in a lot of these losses over this year and the past number of years. Okay. And it's James Franklin. Yep, I knew it. I knew you're going there. Penn State has been uh, quite quite honestly, Penn State's been the third best team now, probably for the past how long we want to go? We want to say six, seven years back to 2017, yeah. maybe. They've been the third best team of the Big Ten. You know why they're the third best team of the Big Ten? Because they can't beat the top two teams of the Big Ten, which are Ohio State and Michigan. I believe he's only beaten both of them once. Yes. Ohio State won. I remember, I can't remember if he's beaten Michigan. I feel like he has. Uh, I think, yes, I think he did the 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 clip that's always viral of Michigan having to burn a timeout to start the game when the, the crowd was going nuts. I think I think they beat Michigan that night. He is four uh, I could six, be wrong there. He is 4-16 and 16 combined against uh, Michigan and Ohio State, 3-17 and 17 against uh, top 10 opponents, but pretty, pretty solid record among other Big Ten schools. Well, that's the thing, though. He can have the solid record all he wants, but is he accomplishing what the, their goal is every year to win the Big Ten championship? He's nope. not. And that's what that's what is eventually going to, you know, and I'm not calling for his job. Okay. I'm not a Penn State fan. I hope they keep him at this point because Ohio State beats him every year. Uh, but at, at, at some point, Mitch, until he can get over that hump, which I have to imagine he's running out of time here. He's been there for how long? Uh, since I believe, he, what was it, 20, whatever Bill O'Brien left. So that was like, what, 2014, 15? So he's been there for almost eight years, eight full seasons. He has yes. not. It's only a matter of time unless he gets something figured out. And Drew Allard was a top-ranked recruit. Ohio State went after him. Okay, let's not sit here and act like he is this this bad quarterback. Ohio State went after him. He went to Penn State because they were one of the first schools to go after him. He liked Penn State. There's no harm in that whatsoever. Uh, He he looks overmatched, and I also think that it's the coaching. Uh, There's something right now that Penn State cannot figure out how to beat Ohio State or Michigan or hang with them for the most part. Mitch. There, there's two sides of this. Were, when was a better time they were going to have to beat Michigan other than this past Saturday? On the other side, when was a time Michigan was going to be more fired up to play Penn State? Right. You look at the game plan in the second half, Michigan barely threw the football. Penn State should have stacked that box and said, you're going to have to throw the football to beat us. And they, they didn't. And if they did, they couldn't stop them. And I can't say give credit to Michigan because I just refuse to say that because I hate that team. But at the same time, the acting head coach, the interim head coach is the offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was had to do yeah. to play to his team strengths and Michigan did what they had to do. This is trap week along all of college football though. Let's remember that. I'm not sitting here telling you Ohio state's going to lose. I'm not no, saying not for Ohio state. Michigan is going to lose. There will probably be one team somewhere in college football this week, Mitch, that I have to venture will slip up somewhere because it typically happens every year. This is the week. I, my gosh, I don't even know who I was looking at the other day. Uh, it wasn't Alabama because typically I always make this joke and it's Alabama, but it wasn't Alabama. There's yeah, they're a Chattanooga. They're not losing. Oh, no. That's what I mean, though. There are teams that play way lesser, but it was Alabama. Gosh, I joke about it so much that I was actually right this time. There are so many big college programs that typically save this week as their bye week where they invite these other schools that you would typically see in the first four weeks of the season right. to come down. Alabama is the epitome of that because they played these teams that I didn't even know had college football programs. Now Chattanooga, yes, I do know they have a college football program, but they won't lose. But there are other teams in there. I don't have the schedule in front of me, and I'm not going to because I have Twitter fresh about all this Deshaun Watson news still. 
I, I have to imagine Mitch, there's going to be somebody in there that's playing an unranked opponent, either home or on the road before they have a big rivalry game next week and they will slip up. It's just, it's just what happens. Teams can't stay focused. Teams look ahead. Teams underestimate opponents. Um, the question is how high will that team be ranked currently? Because I, I don't see Georgia losing. I don't see Ohio state losing. I don't see Michigan losing. I don't see Florida state losing. I do want to say, I believe that was one of the teams that also has a weak opponent this week. Um, as I'm going to pull up the schedule here. Yeah. Oregon state, Oregon versus Arizona state, Texas at Iowa state. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's maybe the closest that I can think of Maryland against the high Michigan. Eh. I'm not seeing any of these being spoilers to what's supposed to be a great final week in the playoff matchups. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. If you're also just joining us, Deshaun Watson uh, has been rolled out for the season for the Browns. That is not a joke either. You know, so. you know, we record this show, right? It's not live. Well, just in case somebody's just joining the episode now, maybe just, <laughs> I don't know. Dude. This is just, I am not. I am not here right now. <laughs> you're you're uh, you're festering in another place right now. I get that. I get that. I gotta get my video out here, and uh, there we go. All right, so. <laughs> These memes I have here are just undefeated. By the way, you, you have a th- you have a whole thing of memes. I do too. If you're if you're a person who stores memes in your camera roll and you have a dedicated folder, shout out to you, man. Especially if you just have the entire folder labeled Browns, like I do. Oh, <laughs> I had oh, I had one here. This is what I, yeah, that's what I don't love about the the labeling is that even if I label them, there's still a ton of them, and I have to sift through a bunch of them just to find the one that I want. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder. A simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. A message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. (gasps) Or a Frosty without the fries. (gasps) Or a hamburger without the fresh beef. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you matter. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. 
Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Happy Sardiversary with Sarda Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional, just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. You need to remodel your bath? You need JR Bath Company. Trust in the quality of JR Bath. It's fast, it's safe, and it's affordable. Call today at 1-800-664-2284 or go to jrbath.com. All right, what else we got to talk about, Mitch? The Cavs uh, and how bad? No, they are? not the Cavs this week. I know they lost again, but we're not going to talk about them until next week. Guardians DFA'd Cal Quantrill, which surprised me. That I mean, it surprised me too. That 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 felt like that because that's a guy who had his struggles this year, but he was a mainstay in the rotation over the last couple of years. And they're bringing up two guys um, uh, from the to, into the forty man roster, which you know. This is part of the move to bring those guys up there, Daniel Espino and Cade Smith. I'm wondering if they have a trade in the works and they just want to move them up now. But then again, I'm not understanding why you would just DFA him if you have a trade. Maybe you don't have a trade. Maybe there's just no takers. Well, the other thing, too, is you have to remember we are at the point of the offseason where teams that have players that have been with them from the draft uh are rule five draft eligible unless they're added to the 40 man roster. Now I, I personally know this uh, because I have obviously two teammates from high school that are currently in within major league baseball teams and organizations. One made the bigs this year in Kyle Nicholas with the pirates and Mitch, not really your fun fact today, but was going to just say it as my fun fact of the day. Dylan Dingler has been added to the 40-man roster for the Detroit Tigers. If he was not added to the 40-man roster, he would have been Rule 5 eligible, meaning the Rule 5 draft in the offseason. Any team can select him. And so with that being said, he is now on the 40-man roster of the Tigers. Whether he breaks the uh, breaks camp with the team next year, makes the opening day roster, or AAA, does not matter. He will be on the 40-man roster. And I think that's kind of what you maybe have here with Daniel Espino and uh, Will. Is it Wilmer Flores? No, I'm sorry. That's the other one added. Detroit added. Sorry. But Espino's one for Cleveland. Let, let's remember, he missed all of last year with an injury. He is one of our top prospects. He is one of the players that reportedly was asked about from the Washington Nationals two seasons ago when they were looking to shop Juan Soda. Uh, reports were that Antonetti and Chernoff said, nope, hung up the phone. That was that. We know that he is pretty much our most prized possession right now in terms of minor leaguers. So I really think that has more to do with why we DFA and Cal. I don't necessarily agree with DFA and Cal. I also don't really think Cal was ever going to be what some people thought. I think Cal Quantrill at his best is a four or five in a rotation. Uh, I think he's very streaky. 
I think we saw the best of what he possibly could be in 2022 last year, injury riddled season kind of got his legs back under him in September, but I, I hate it because we got nothing for him. And I think he's a serviceable arm, especially after you, you're coming off Mitch. Look how many injuries we had this year. Look how many question marks you have, right? We know Mackenzie sticks can be a potential ACE. We know Bieber. We don't know what's going on with him yet. Tanner Bybee got second year in rookie of the year voting, which needs to be completely reworked. Uh, and then you have Logan Allen and Gavin Williams. So if all those guys are healthy, you don't need Cal Quantrill. The question is if all those guys are healthy. I think we have to wait and see. I know we talked about the Stephen Vote hiring uh, a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, what what is my take? And I said we have to give it time because the front office has to make some moves. So they've just made a move. Let's see if this is a move that pans out. And let's see now, Mitch, with Daniel Espino being added to the 40-man roster, if the Guardians have good intel on him about where he's at in his rehab process, because if he's at where they want him to be, I think that could also be a chain reaction to them then trading Shane Bieber. If Daniel Espino now, who is on the 40-man roster, is healthy, is clear, and looks good throughout the offseason, his throwing program, could that potentially be what they use to move Shane Bieber? I think it's possible. I'm not sitting here telling you they're going to trade Shane Bieber because I still don't know what they're going to do yet. But I do think in the grand scheme of things, I think this is a move they made because they have other moves they're ready to make. What those moves are, we're going to have to wait and see. He also was owed, I believe, six, a little over $6 million. So for a team that we know that doesn't like to spend a lot of money, $6 million now opened up that you can potentially use to get a free agent. Uh, there's one name out there that I'm going to throw out there, and I want to kind of keep on him as we continue the offseason, Mitch. Uh, Jock Peterson from the San Francisco Giants. I do think that is a viable target for the Guardians. I don't necessarily think we're going to have to break the bank for him. He does fit a spot in this lineup. He would go right into right field. I hate to say this, but I am unfortunately over the Oscar Gonzalez experiment. Mm. As much as I love him, I mean, my gosh, he gave us two phenomenal moments of our lifetimes in one postseason as a rookie. I'm over the Will Brennan, exper Will Brennan experience in right field. Okay. I would not rule out him being in center because I do think he's better offensively than Miles Straw, but Miles Straw is better defensively. So I could see Jock Peterson as a potential signing for the Guardians. I like that option much more than J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez is a bigger name. He has played for mostly big markets only. Uh, and he still has a lot of pop in that bat, which makes me think he's unrealistic. But that's going to be the name I kind of stay on. I think Josh Bell was the name I was on last year. That didn't work out. But Jock Peterson is the name I'm staying on. So maybe this move is to make moves down the road. Could be. And and, and it's unfortunate because I do think they're going to trade Bieber sometime, maybe in, in this offseason, if not in the middle of next season. Which is why I would have liked to have a guy like Quantrill, who's a season removed from having a solid ERA, a guy who could... To, uh, put up quality starts for you but yeah this is a little surprising and we'll see what the rest of the moves are this offseason for a Guardians team that has some questions to answer with a new management you know new uh, potential looking team this year I, I don't know what's going to happen but we shall see. We shall see. And that's going to all the time we're going to have for this episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Thank you for listening and or watching. You mentioned all the stuff at the top of the show. Mitch, what's the fact of the day? The Cleveland Browns are cursed. I, you know, time will tell on that. And all the people that are saying on here being like, yeah, Browns didn't go get a backup quarterback at the deadline. 
you wanted a backup quarterback because you thought Watson was going to suck long enough for them to bring in Jacoby Brissett or Josh Dobbs. You didn't want him in risk of injury. You didn't want him in risk of injury. You're saying we need to go sign Colin Kaepernick. I need to log off Twitter for the day. I'm done. Please. Hey, Tom Brady's still available. I I literally just said to somebody, we need to go get Tom Brady. I'm not even the biggest Tom Brady. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Thank you so much for listening and or watching the big time sports podcast show.